It's time for Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the best place to go to get all your fantasy football news, analysis, and advice to dominate your league. Hi, you're listening to Ms. Montalban. I'm here today to bring you the latest signings, injuries, and breaking news. Thank you for joining me. Let's get started. So I expected to talk about the Thursday night football game tonight with the Denver Broncos at the Cleveland Browns, but I just don't want to talk about it. That game was horrible. I mean, the Browns had all their backups out there. I mean, Jarvis Landry tried to make an appearance and just got hurt. Odell Beckham Jr. was limited. And it was really the, the Ernest Johnson uh, show, which was great. I liked Darrenis Johnson. He was the pickup of the week and, you know, his first start ever and dominated and really, uh, you know, if you're able to get him off the waiver wire, you have to be pretty happy. But uh, having said that, it was a really horrible football game. Both teams weren't very good. And the Broncos, for not having their all their starters injured like the Browns, came out like a bunch of limp fish and couldn't play offense, couldn't play defense. And really just, you know, rolled over for the Browns. So it definitely looks like a change needs to be made with uh, Fangio and Shermer. Now, is that going to happen? Probably not. But, yeah, the Broncos didn't look like they were a team interested in playing any football today. So we're not interested in talking about it. Uh, good good win for the Browns, though. I mean, if you, again, have all your backups and you're able to get a victory, uh, it's a, you know, it's a, it's good. It's a good victory, and it uh, uh, you, you'll take it. But again, really bad football tonight. So going to the breaking news: uh, Los Angeles Chargers. They're going to sign wide receiver Andre Roberts. Andre Roberts is one of those guys that's just been around the league forever. He's always like the fourth or fifth, sometimes the sixth receiver on a team, and he's kind of etched out a career being that guy. And here he is making another appearance with the Chargers. Uh, the Washington football team, they cut Dustin Hopkins, the kicker, which, I don't know, it's definitely odd. I mean, he missed some kicks, but I didn't think he was bad enough to get cut. But this is the Washington football team we're talking about, and they have very little patience. So, gone is Dustin Hopkins, and they sign a kicker, Chris Blewett, who, you know, if you're thinking of kicker names, Blewett is, uh, ranks right up there. I mean, the jokes write them themselves, so... Uh, all the Washington football team uh, beat writers are going to have a great time with this one. But uh, Blewett kicked at the University of Pittsburgh, been kicked around the league a little bit. He went to various spots and blew it there, and now he's going to the Washington football team to uh, redeem himself. The Detroit Lions signed wide receiver Geronimo Allison to the active roster, and that's a good move. I mean, Cephas just went to IR. They have a lot of injuries. Tyrell Williams is is still over there. So uh, Geronimo Allison from Green Bay Packer fame is uh, going to get a shot on the active roster for the Lions. The Philadelphia Eagles signed tight end Richard Rodgers uh, from Green Bay Packer fame. He's been with the Eagles for a couple years now. Uh, he was on the practice squad, but with the trade of Zach Ertz going over to the Arizona Cardinals, this was a, a necessary signing. And the Cardinals signed tight end David Wells to the practice squad. Because 
they don't need a tight end on their active roster with the addition of Zach Ertz. And I really like that. It, uh, I think the Cardinals on their offense, that was the one position where they were kind of weak and missing, uh, you know, an, an impact player there. And, and Zach Ertz obviously was falling behind Goddard. And so to get a player of that caliber, you know, however old he is, doesn't matter. I, I think that's an upgrade for them and uh, makes their team a lot stronger. Uh, moving along, the uh, Houston Texans signed Jimmy Morrissey, the center. The Las Vegas Raiders uh, signed cornerback Desmond Trufant, formerly of, well, he was a lot of places, but he was over at the Falcons and kind of busted out there. Like, I don't, Well, I shouldn't say busted out. He was a bust there. And so we'll see if the Raiders can redeem him. But uh, the Raiders definitely need some cornerback depth. So uh, the Broncos elevated wide receiver Tyree Cleveland from the practice squad and I mean it doesn't matter because they don't have anyone that can get the receivers the ball and he probably won't be out there much regardless the Panthers they're going to sign uh, former Detroit Lions and Minnesota Vikings kick returner running back Amir Abdullah and that's a good move by Carolina uh, especially with Christian McCaffrey being on IR we'll uh, see how that shakes out um, and that really that about does it for our breaking news. It's kind of a short one today. I didn't want to get into all the uh, injuries and speculation of who's going to play or not because it's too early in the week. And I spend a lot of time talking about it. And then I end up talking about guys that end up playing that doesn't, you know, that are held out. Or I end up talking about guys playing that end up getting held out. So we're just going to skip it. And we're just going to go right to the roster transactions. But uh, anyway... Thanks for listening to the breaking news. Now that I'm rambling, let's get to the previews. NFL preview alert. The first Sunday morning game that we're going to preview is not an exciting one. I I wish I could get hyped up for this one more than I can, but it's going to be the Carolina Panthers at the New York Giants. Panthers are favored by three. I'm taking it. Although I took the Panthers last week against the Vikings and they let me down. I'm doubling down on them this week and hoping that they can uh, beat the Giants by more than a field goal. Uh, the over-under is 44. And I got to say, I'm going. I'm taking the over. And usually Vegas is pretty right on with the over-unders and they make it pretty tough. But I, I just feel like there's going to be some defensive stuff going on here. So I'm taking the over on this one. I'm starting Sam Darnold. Uh, I'm starting Chubba or Chuba, uh, Chubba Hubbard. Uh, I like Chubba Hubbard a lot in this game. Giants are giving up a ton of points to the running back. So, uh, you know, McCaffrey's not there, but Chubba is going to be there. So uh, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. I think this is where Robbie Anderson starts turning the corner and being fantasy football relevant again. So I like both of those guys. And then I like Tommy Tremble. I mean, Giants give up points to the tight end, and Ian Thomas doesn't do it Doesn't do it for anybody. Tommy Tremble has been getting in the end zone and getting some targets, so you got to like him. If I was going to make the choice, I'd, I'd put him in there. Uh, other than that, I mean, Terrace Marshall Jr., I guess I'm sitting, because he hasn't really done anything this year. The... Carolina Panthers offense just don't utilize them very much at all. So no sense trying to 
throw him in your lineup now. And uh, to be honest, he's probably not even on anyone's fantasy football team, or he shouldn't be at this point. For the New York Giants, the only person I'm starting is Sterling Shepard, and that's just because he gets in the same insane amount of targets. Just insane. So the fact that he's Daniel Jones' guy, he's going to get a lot of targets. you got to start him and put him in there. He'll he'll give you production. But I'm sitting everyone else. I'm sitting Daniel Jones. I'm sitting Devontae Booker. Really bad play here for Devontae Booker. I mean, Panthers are going to stuff him. Darius Slayton. Kenny Galladay. Galladay is going to take a holiday. He's not going to do it. To be honest, he might even be hurt. We'll see if he even gets out there. So uh, it seems like this is the story with Kenny Galladay every week. But uh, I don't like him in this one. And then Evan Ingram. Of course, Evan Ingram's on the bench. He is uh, a person that even when he has good matchups, you think, oh, he's going to get some targets this week. And his his targets aren't bad. He just... doesn't do anything with them. So this, you know, this will continue this week against the Panthers. So again, I'm taking the Panthers, giving up the three points and I'm taking the over on the 44 points. So let's move on to the next game. Shall we? The New York Jets at the New England Patriots. And I feel like we've already seen this game before. And that's because we have when the Patriots beat the Jets earlier this year. Uh, Patriots totally dominated, and I don't see much of a change. I mean, usually when teams play each other twice, the second game's not the same as the first game, but I can't see this one playing out any differently. I I still, you know, New England's favored by six and a half points. They're at home. I'm going to take it. I think they win by a touchdown or more in this one. The over-under is 43 points, and I'm taking the over. I am going to give more credit to the Jets. I think they'll be a little more efficient on offense not much but a little bit more so give me the over on this one uh, starting wise for the Jets I'm starting Corey Davis and that's just because he's a good receiver we'll get a lot of targets and then Jamison Crowder in that slot I think that's how they're going to try to attack New England so outside of that you know I don't like anyone else Zach Wilson you know I don't like him I don't like him ever even when he has a good matchup Michael Carter, Tevin Coleman, Keelan Cole, Ryan Griffin, bench, 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 bench. Um, just, you know, it's the Jets. And I I don't trust any Jets, especially in this matchup. So uh, for the New England Patriots, I love Damian Harris. I know he had a great week last week, but I think he keeps it up and uh, does just as well this week. I know everyone's talking about uh, Ramondre Stevenson, and I get it, but... You know, we thought that last week, and it was still the Harris show. And I I just think, you know, the Jets are horrible against the running back position. Uh, Damian Harris is going to have a really big week. So Hunter Henry, I like him as well. I think he has a big week. Really like that uh, the tight ends in this game against the Jets. I think that's where they're going to go uh, and try to attack this uh, this Jets defense. So Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith. And uh, I don't really like anyone else, though. It's not a great matchup for Mac Jones. It's not a great matchup for Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. So, I, you know, running backs, tight ends, great. Wide receivers, yeah, you need to have them on your bench. This isn't the game for them. It's the game that they're going to dominate and win, but it's not the game for the wide receivers. So, uh, we'll see if that's how it unfolds. But there's a lot of games that are going on. And uh, so far, the first two that I talked about, 
Uh, these are two games I probably won't be watching. Now things are starting to heat up a little bit. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Tennessee Titans. And uh, this one's a hard one to pick. I mean, Titans are at home. Chiefs are favored by four away. And, you know, I thought they were going to come out guns blazing against the Washington football team. And they kind of had a slower start than I was expecting them to have. Tennessee Titans just uh, played the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, Josh Allen kind of slipped on that fourth down play that uh, secured the win for Tennessee. But I'm going with Tennessee on this one. I mean, you give me four points and Tennessee's at home against the Chiefs team that's uh, not necessarily struggling, but just not looking like them themselves. I'm going to take the Titans. The over-under is 56.5. I'm taking the under on this one. I mean, I I know everyone thinks it's going to be over that. I just think that's a really high over-under. And uh, everything needs to go right for it to be over that. You know, that's almost 30 points a team. So just give me the under. I'll, I'll take the under. Um, starting Patrick Mahomes, he's going to kill it. He's going to have a great game. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Byron Pringle, all, you know, they're both going to have really good games in this one. So I would start both of those guys with confidence. And, of course, Travis Kels, he doesn't have a good matchup in this one, but you're not going to not play him. So, uh, But I'm sitting Daryl Williams. Titans do a good job stuffing the run. Darrell Williams will not have the performance he had last week. Josh Gordon, I mean, he didn't didn't even get a target last week. So, uh, you know, maybe it's this game that he starts to, you know, shake off some of the rust and and start producing. But I don't think so. I need to see it first. And Demarcus Robinson, he's also a guy that I don't think is going to be effective in this game, mostly because it's going to be going to Hill. Uh, McCole Hardman, I need to bring him up. I think he's a start for sure. And, uh, you know, it's going to be Hill, Hardman, and Pringle is going to be the guys, I think. Um, For the Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry, of course, you're starting him. You're always starting him against anybody. Ryan Tannehill has an amazing matchup. You need to start Ryan Tannehill. And Anthony Ferkser has a good matchup in this one, so you need to be playing him too. Uh, I'm kind of concerned about A.J. Brown. I have him on my sit sit list. I just, uh, I don't know. AJ Brown, his injury's been, you know, it's been bugging him a little bit. It's made him not be as productive as he could be, and uh, I have, I don't like this matchup with the Chiefs. And then Josh Reynolds, Nick Westbrook, I can I can't pronounce the that part of his name. The the two uh, last name guy, uh, they're all on the bench, and Hugo Jones, of course, is hurt, so he's not gonna be playing. And I think that limits that as well. So I really think Ryan Tannehill gets a lot of rushing yards to make him relevant. And, uh, of course, he you know it's going to be a, mi- a mishmash of people that he's going to be throwing to. Uh, however, this is going to be the game of the morning. This is the game that everyone's going to want to watch, and I don't blame them. I, too, will be trying to watch this game. Uh, but, you know, you give me the points with Tennessee at home, I'm taking it. So uh, let's just move on. The Washington football team at the Green Bay Packers, and this game is really intriguing to me just because of the Green Bay Packers. I think they're going to just crush the Washington football team. The Packers are favored by 10 points at home against this team. I'm going to take it. I mean, it kind of makes me nervous when it gets into double digits, of course, but I'm going to take them. I think the Packers do it. The over-under is 49.5, and I'm taking the under. 
that over under is just insanely high to me. And although I do think there's going to be some scoring in this game, I don't think there's going to be that much scoring in this game. Uh, starting for the Washington football team, you're starting J.D. McKissick, especially because I'm worried about Antonio Gibson's injury. I, I, I like J.D. McKissick and, you know, basically getting more targets and, and uh, in the passing game and then uh, also taking away some of the volume in on the ground game. Antonio Gibson was horrible last week, and it was due to his injury, and I don't see that improving enough this week to uh, warrant him having a, you know, a, a bell cow role that he's uh, he's had in the past. J.D. McKissick's really going to take over this game, I think, and that's why I have Antonio Gibson on the bench. To be honest, um, I'm worried about his injury. I think J.D. McKissick's going to really put a dent into his carries, and he's a, you know. Gibson's a great receiving running back, but for some reason they prefer McKissick. Terry McLaurin, you're starting him. Uh, you you never bench him. He's bench proof. And then Ricky Seals Jones has a really good matchup here. I like him a lot. I like him a lot, a lot in this matchup. Um, sitting again. I already mentioned Gibson, but Tyler Heineke just uh, didn't do it last week. He had a great matchup, and this week it's you know it's a worse matchup. And especially him being away, I, I don't feel like he's going to improve uh, upon his horrible performance last week. Curtis Samuel, I need to see something from him. He's been hurt, hasn't really been effective, and uh, until we see something, he needs to be on your bench. Adam Humphreys, same thing. I'm not a big uh, Adam Humphreys guy in this one. Uh, for the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, the Aaron and Aaron connection. I like Rodgers. I like Jones. Uh, Devonte Adams is obviously a top play. I think he's the play of the week going against this Washington football team defense. And Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, both of those guys too. I mean, they could be starting. That you can throw them in there, and they could surprise you and get some uh, some touchdowns and some yards. AJ Dillon, I like him as well. I think AJ Dillon can have a good game. So there's a lot of starts for the Packers. If you have a Green Bay Packer, you pretty much need to play them. Unless you're poor Robert Tanyan, because, you know, talk about a regression. He's just fallen off a cliff, and he's not even relevant right now. So put him on the bench, but this is uh, probably the, you know, this is probably the second best game. Well, I'll take that back. This is the third best game of the morning games. The Atlanta Falcons at the Miami Dolphins, and I'm... I'm really digging this game. I mean, there's two mediocre teams, but I think it's going to be a high-powered game with a lot of scoring, a lot of offense, and it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be really entertaining for a lot of people to watch this game. And, you know, the over-under is 48 points, and I'm going to take the over on this. I really think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, and I'm going to be taking the Falcons on this one. I am pretty confident in this that the Falcons are going to win. This it doesn't even have a point spread; it's just a pick 'em. So it's like, who do you think is going to win? Well, I think it's going to be the Falcons. I I don't think the Dolphins are as bad as they were, you know, in London playing the Jaguars. So I'm not picking it based off of that. I just think that uh, you know I really like this matchup for the Falcons against this Dolphins defense. So it just lines up better, I think, with the Falcons. I'm starting Matt Ryan. They're starting Cordero Patterson. I like Cordero Patterson a lot in this one. A lot, a lot. 
And uh, Mike Davis, I think he has a good game here. Calvin Ridley, I think Calvin Ridley comes around in this game. I think he's relevant and has a big game. So if you're looking at like FanDuel, he's starting to be pretty cheap. So I think he's cheap enough now that you can throw him in there and uh, he'll have a, a pretty big game. Russell Gage, I put him in here this week. I know he's been god-awful all year. He's not even on anyone's team. But I'm just thinking this week is going to be a decent week for him. Kyle Pitts, Hayden Hurst, please Start all the tight ends you can in this one. I, I think both of them could potentially score and uh, at least get a lot of targets for Pitts. Uh, Pitts really is starting to come around, so you need to put him in there. And then, uh, yeah, that's about it. On the Dolphin side, Tua Tagovailoa, even though he might be traded um, by the end of the week, it's rumored that he might go to Denver or wherever I don't, I don't see a market for him i think that's just the dolphins trying to generate a market for him because you know they're trying to get deshaun watson but uh you know we're not going to talk about it till it happens because obviously there's always a lot of speculation during the season i like to talk about it when it actually happens so but uh, he might not be there but if he is uh, he's a start miles gaskins is a start and i know no one wants to start miles gaskins because they thought he was a start last week and he laid an egg but uh, give him a chance this week. I think uh, he he has a decent game. And Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddell, Preston Williams. If Preston Williams and Devontae Parker play, I think they have decent games. Jalen Waddell, though, I know he's going to play, and I really like this matchup for him a lot. And uh, put him in there. Mike Kosicki, I don't like. I don't like Mike Kosicki in this one. And, you know, that's fine. I don't have to like Mike Kosicki every week, but he's a bench for me. I don't think he does anything against the Falcons. So, of course, me saying that, he's going to score the first touchdown for the Dolphins in this matchup. But uh, he's the only guy that I have sitting in this thing. So uh, we'll see how this unfolds, but it's going to be fun. I, you know what? I take it back. I might not watch the Titans-Chiefs. I might be watching this game. Uh, that's how uh, intriguing it is to me. This last Sunday morning game is going to be a good one as well. This is the battle for the AFC North. The Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are favored by 6.5 points, but I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I know the Ravens only lost one game. They're at home. But, you know, the Bengals are a decent team this year. To win by a touchdown or more, you know, give me the Bengals. They've only lost two games. They've played everyone pretty well. So I, I don't like this spread. I'm going to take the Bengals and take the 6.5 points. The over-under is 48, and I'm taking the under on this. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. These two teams always get together, and uh, it turns out to be usually a lower scoring affair. And I only have like three people starting on this one. Uh, for the Bengals, I have Joe Mixon, because Joe Mixon's just been a stud all year and needs to be started regardless. But he does have a good matchup against the Ravens. And then C.J. Azuma, the tight end, it's coming out of nowhere since he had that two-touchdown game on Thursday night, and uh, he has a really good matchup here. But Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, I hate to say it, they're kind of on my bench. I, I don't like them very much in this one. Uh, Jamar Chase I have as a start, even though it's a bad matchup. I think someone's going to get the ball, and he's more of the big play guy, so I can see something you know, where that happens, where you know a big play breaks. Uh, kind of breaks the monotony of really good defense. And uh, I see that being Chase. So uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, I, I don't like anybody. And I hate to say this, but I have 
Lamar Jackson on the bench, and everyone's like, oh, you need to start Lamar Jackson, and Bengals give up rushing yards to quarterbacks, and I hear you, but I have Lamar Jackson on the bench, and, you know, you guys can get mad or, you know, text me or uh, tweet at me stating how uh, ridiculous I am for having him on the bench, but let's see how it plays out because I don't like this matchup. Latavius Murray, Devonta Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, just it's that three-headed monster thing. I mean, I like Latavius Murray if I had to choose one, but I don't know who's going to score those touchdowns, and not all three of them are going to score like they did last week. You know, they don't... You know, they're not going to be playing pushovers every week where they all get a touchdown. You Kind of like Oprah giving out cars and vacations, you know. You get a car, you get a car. It's like the Ravens are like, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. And uh, that just that just can't be maintained. Hollywood Brown, Sammy Watkins is hurt. I don't know if he'll even play. Uh, Devin DuVernay, in case he doesn't, uh, Watkins doesn't play. And Mark Andrews, I. He doesn't have a good matchup here. So a lot of Ravens on the bench. Uh, Ravens won't be flocking. I'm taking the Bengals, getting the points, and it's going to be a low-scoring affair. The Detroit Lions at the Los Angeles Rams. And this is going to be a fun one. This is going to be Jared Goff's homecoming, coming back to Los Angeles, and Sean McVay. And uh, Sean McVay was like, you know, you wanted to sleep with my wife? Great. And then he's like, You're sh- I'm shipping you to Detroit. So get out of here, Jared Goff. Don't ever disrespect me again. And now Jared Goff is not playing very well, and he might be benched. And so Sean McVay's sitting there, neat, sitting back, dissecting his game and being like, how can I destroy Jared Goff's day and get him benched for the rest of his life? And that's the story of Sean McVay and Jared Goff in a nutshell. The Detroit Lions are uh, not favored, but they're predicted to lose by 14.5. So am I really going to take the Rams at 14.5? That's like over two touchdowns. And I I hate to do it. I just can't do it, to be honest. I'm going to take the Lions. That's way too many points. Way too many points. I just, I'm not going to do it. The over-under is 49.5, and I'm taking the under. So I I think this is going to be a Ram slaughter, and Goff is going to get benched. But I don't know if I trust the Rams. Like, you, you think this matchup's too good to be true, and then it turns out to not be that way. And uh, the Rams are no, kind of notorious for that. I mean, they did represent against the Giants last week, but uh, overall this, you know... This year, their defense has kind of, kind of let me let me down and let others down, especially at the beginning of the season. So, I'm uh, I, I think the Lions will at least hang in there and uh, slide in between that. Uh, maybe they'll lose by two touchdowns. Maybe it'll be like thirty-five to fourteen or something. I don't know, but uh, anyway. Uh, I'm going to start DeAndre Swift because I like his uh, catching ability out of the backfield, and that's where the Rams are kind of weak. T.J. Hawkinson, he's the tight end. I mean, he's good. If he's not banged up, he'll have a good a good game. So you start him. But I don't like anyone else. Like I said, Jared Goff, Sean McVay is trying really hard this game to get him benched for the rest of his life and get him shipped out of, you know, well, at least not uh, shipped out of Detroit because I don't know what could be worse than playing football in Detroit. But uh, at least 
putting him on the bench where he doesn't see the field. Jamal Williams, he's been banged up. Don't like him. I'm on Ross St. Brown in this one. Uh, just not uh, not in this one. Khalif Raymond, uh, the, the, that Rams secondary is going to eat those guys up. So, And uh, for the Rams, I like Daryl Henderson a lot. Daryl Henderson's going to have a huge game. I don't see Sony Michelle doing anything. So Sony Michelle's on my bench, but Daryl Henderson's gonna have a game. And uh Cooper Cup has a bad matchup, but he gets the targets. You, you know, uh, Matthew Stafford loves him. Put him in there. I'm sitting Jared Goff. Already mentioned that. Just wanted to reiterate. But uh on the Rams side of the ball, I'm sitting uh, Matthew Stafford. I'm sitting Bobby Trees. And I hate to do it because I'm a big Bobby Trees fan. But uh, I think the they're going to get a pretty big lead, and then they're going to be running Daryl Henderson quite a bit, and uh, it's going to kind of eliminate some of those wide receivers outside of Cup. Van, Jeff- uh, Van Jefferson, Deshaun Jackson, bench, bench, and then Tyler Higby. People are saying that uh, you should start Tyler Higby. I just need to see it. I mean, he had one game where he scored a touchdown and was relevant. He hasn't been relevant since. So put him on the bench. And, uh, again, the Rams are going to win, and Jared Goff's reunion tour back to Los Angeles is going to end very badly. The Philadelphia Eagles at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are favored by three points, and I'm I'm going to take the Raiders. I mean, they seem to be a little... They seem to be invigorated with John Gruden leaving. I thought uh, that they were set up for failure in that Bronco game, and they came out, and, man, they, they represented. The over-under is 48. I'm taking the under. I feel like I'm taking the under a lot this week. I, I just feel like I don't like the I don't like where the over-unders are at. I feel like they're a little bit high, so I, I'm doing that a lot this week, taking the unders. Um, starting Miles Sanders, I know what you're thinking. He gets, like, two carries a game, but I like his receiving ability in this one think that could be relevant. We'll see. I mean, they should be running him more. I, I, I'm, I'm really wondering what the Eagles are doing sometimes. Kenneth Gainwell, I'm starting him too. I think uh, he can be effective, get some touchdowns. So uh, if you started Sanders, hopefully Gainwell doesn't steal those touchdowns. Uh, but uh, Dallas Goddard, of course, has an amazing matchup here, so you need to be playing him. And Jalen Hurts, like he's been a top six quarterback like every week, but not playing him in this one. I don't think he has a good game here. Jalen Rager, Devonta Smith, you know, they've been disappointments. It's like Hurts can't get them the ball consistently. So I don't see him being able to do this against the Raiders. So they're on the bench. And on the uh, on the Raiders side of the ball, uh, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, I like both of them. I think both of them could have a huge game. I- I'm kind of liking Drake a little bit more, though, now, because it's like John Gruden left, and there's been rumors that... Uh, Mike Mayock didn't like the way that he was using Kenyon Drake, especially since he signed him with that big contract and uh, was kind of disappointed. And so obviously the first game that Gruden's gone, Kenyon Drake blows up for two touchdowns and like 20-something points. So I think that's going to continue, and this is a good matchup. I like Kenyon Drake a lot, and you will find out how much I like him here in a second. Anyway, Hunter Renfro, bad matchup, but you got to like Hunter Renfro in this one. He'll This is the type of game where he'll, you know, kind of get those sneaky points and uh, get a touchdown. And then Darren Waller has a great matchup here. You, you definitely need to play Darren Waller in, in this game. Um, sitting Jalen Hurts, 
or sorry, I already mentioned that. I'm sitting Derek Carr and uh, Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards. I, I Eagles do a good job again, you know, against the uh, the air attack, and the Eagles are gonna or the Raiders are gonna have to get their yards and their touchdowns through the ground. I think, and uh, that's why I think Jacobs and Drake are gonna be such big factors in this one. But we'll see. Uh, I, I definitely think that the Raiders have enough to win by, uh, you know, more than a field goal in this one. The Houston Texans at the Arizona Cardinals in this Sunday evening game. You know, you have the you had the Eagles Raiders first Sunday evening game, and then you have this as the next Sunday evening game. Cardinals are favored by 17. 17 points there at home, and I just can't do it. I'm taking the Texans. I'm sorry. I I just, this is one of those games where you, again, it's kind of like the last one I was talking about with uh, the uh, Rams. I, I, I just think the point spread's too high, and Texans will get sneaky enough where they'll slide right in. Maybe they'll lose by 16 points or 15 points, but they'll lose big, but uh, I'm going to take the Texans. The over-under is 48. And again, I'm taking the under. I just don't know if the Texans are going to score, and I think they're going to hold the Cardinals a little bit. Maybe it's, what, 24 to uh, 10 or something? I don't know. I just am worried about these uh, teams that uh, that are really bad because teams get out to early leads, and they kind of just cruise, put on cruise control the rest of the game, and uh, you're wondering what happened to all the points that they could have scored. Anyway, you're starting Kyler Murray. He's going to be a great start here against this Texans. You're starting... Let's just stop right now. You're starting everybody on the Cardinals. I have Christian Kirk and A.J. Green on the bench just because I'm worried that they're going to score so many points off the bat that then it's going to uh, be one of those games where they're just trying to run out the clock and you know they're not going to pass very much. So obviously you're going to start DeAndre Hopkins... Uh, in this one, and I think Rondell Moore, because I like his running ability on some of these sweeps and stuff. I think Rondell Moore could be, uh, you know, an interesting play here because of that. Uh, James Conner, Chase Edmonds, like both of them, I think both of those running backs could be, you know, have a good game in this one. And uh, yeah, you you just need to play everybody. Zach Ertz, first game back. I mean, he was just with the Eagles last week. Couldn't play for the Cardinals on Sunday because he played on Thursday. And he's playing the worst team against the tight end in football. So I expect big things from Zach Ertz. Put him in there. Watch him go. I think the Cardinals will try to, you know, utilize him, especially him being a new weapon. And then for the Texans, I'm starting Brandon Cooks just because of the volume. He gets so many targets. He's a good play here. Danny Amendola I, I like as well. Chris Conley, I like too. I mean, I like all the receivers for the Texans. I think they'll do something. Cardinals, that's their one weakness is their secondary right now. The rest of their defense is strong, though. Um, sitting, everyone else that's uh, for the Texans. I mean, Davis Mills, we don't need to talk about it. Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, Jordan Aikens, Farrell Brown. Just sit them all. They're uh, the Texans. And until Tyrod Taylor gets back... It's really hard to to play anyone on the Texans at this point. The Chicago Bears 
at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are favored by 12.5 points. And I'm going to take it. This is what I am going to take. I think the Buccaneers win by way more than 12.5 points. I just don't trust Justin Fields right now. And with that Buccaneers offense, even though the Bears defense is solid, it's going to be a long day for this Bears team, especially being away. And uh, the over-under is 49. And again, I'm taking the under. I, I don't think it's going to be that high scoring. Mostly because I think the Bears are going to fail to do their part on offense. Justin Fields has a great matchup, though. So maybe he uh, comes along a little bit. Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, they're... You know, Buccaneers give up a lot to the wide receiver, so they could be decent plays here. It's really going to come down to Justin Fields and if he can get them the ball. Uh, but, you know, the Buccaneers give up a lot of points to the wide receiver. Cole Komet as well, the tight end. This is a good play for him, but he hasn't really done anything all year, so more than likely he's not even on your roster, and uh, so you don't even have to think about playing him. You're sitting Khalil Herbert. He had a great game last week in his debut game starting, but the Buccaneers, they do stop the run very well. So he's on your bench. Outside of that, for the Buccaneers, I like Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown. All the receivers, Tom Brady can, is going to get them the ball, and they're going to be efficient. I'm, you know, Tom Brady is going to be so-so in this one. Uh, I mean, he's going to get the, some touchdowns from those receivers. Uh, so I don't think he's going to be a total bust, but I, I do think this is going to be a game where he doesn't, he's not as, as effective as he normally is. And that's mostly because I think they'll get to out to a pretty big lead. Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski, AJ or OJ Howard. I mean, Gronkowski's not probably going to play OJ Howard. I don't like at all, uh, too inconsistent and Leonard Fournette. This is a bad matchup for him because the bears do stop the run pretty decently. So there you have it. This is the last Sunday afternoon game. And, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting. I just, I'm just interested to see if the Buccaneers can, uh, uh, you know, win handedly, but still uh, keep the over under under 49. So be interesting to find out. The Indianapolis Colts at the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are favored by five, and I'm going with the Colts in this one. I'm going with the Colts. I, I don't think they're going to win, but I think it's going to be close. The over-under is 44.5. I'm taking the over on this one. I think both teams are going to be able to score more than we think. Um, both defenses are notoriously good, but this week or this year haven't really met expectations. So... Uh, for the Colts, I'm starting Carson Wentz. I'm starting Jonathan Taylor. I think Jonathan Taylor has a really big game in this one. And, but that's about it. T.Y. Hilton. I like T.Y. Hilton. If uh, He's injured, but if he comes back, I mean, he got off IR to go play, and then he just gets hurt again. But if he plays, I like him in this one in that slot position. I think he'll score some points. And uh, I don't, I'm sitting Naheem Hines again because, uh, you know, he's not producing for fantasy football purposes. So I'm not saying he's a bad running back, just fantasy football-wise, not really doing it. Uh, Zach Pascal, of course. Michael Pittman Jr. is a surprise bench here, but I just don't like him in this matchup at all. And Mo Cox, Jack Doyle, they can all be on the bench. So for the San Francisco 49ers, 
I like Jimmy Garoppolo a lot. I think he comes back from the injury and plays and, and does great. So him, Debo Samuels, Brandon Ayuk, Ross Dwelly, all his weapons, I think, you know, that you can start all of them with confidence. Colts give up some uh, some points through the air. And uh, they're pretty good run stoppers, though. So Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon, I, I like the volume that they're going to get, but I definitely think they might be benchable because I don't... Unless, you know, they're going to be touchdown dependent, I should say that. Uh, so if they don't score a touchdown, I think they're going to be really limited. So there you have it in this game. It's going to be an interesting Sunday night game, and we'll see how it unfolds. Here's the Sunday night game. Saints and the Seahawks. This is going to be a good one. Well, it would be a good one if Russell Wilson was playing. Having said that, though, I don't think the Seahawks are going to be horrible. I think they'll give the Saints a game. They're at home. 12th man is something over there in Seattle. New Orleans has to go all the way up to the Pacific Northwest. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be chilly. And uh, the Saints are favored by three and a half points. I think if they win, it's going to be by a field goal. So give me the Seahawks in this one. I think they do it. The over-under is 44. I'm taking the over. I, I don't understand why it's so low. I realize that Geno Smith is playing quarterback, but uh, you know you saw against the Steelers that uh, they can still get in the 20s. So um, saying some starting Jameis Winston in this one, I'd like him a lot. Alvin Kamara I like in this one as well. I think he's going to dominate. Catching the ball, running the ball, it's going to be the Alvin Kamara show. Actually, I think he's going to be one of the top backs this week. Marquez Callaway, Deontay Harris. I like Deontay Harris a lot. He's kind of slept on. No one talks about him, but he should be on people's rosters by now. I actually should probably make him in my next pickup list uh, someone to pick up because everyone's ignoring him and he just consistently is getting targets and big plays and scoring points. Jawan Johnson I like in this one. And I'm sitting Adam Troutman. Don't like him. He hasn't done anything all year, but that's it. On the Seahawks side of the ball, I like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and Freddie Swain even. I like Freddie Swain. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, – It's going Seahawks are going to be able to move the ball through the air, and that's how they're going to get their points. So, Geno Smith, though, is on my bench. I just don't trust him enough. It could be boom or bust for him. So I'm definitely not going to stick my neck out and put him in the start category. Alex Collins, Gerald Everett, Will Disley, all those guys can be benches. And I know Alex Collins just had a big game against the Steelers, but I don't see that keeping up. So, like I said, right now he's he's a bench for me. But uh, this will be a good Monday night game, and it'll be a great way to wrap up the week. So, uh, good good choice on uh, on the schedule scheduling on this one. Now it's time for the Burke and Miz the Wiz Montalban Stars of the Week. Let's see who they are. Here's the fun part of the show where we do Stars of the Week, picking the top players at each position, at least what we think is going to happen. So let's start it off. QB, number three star of the week. I got Ryan Tannehill versus the Chiefs. I just think the Chiefs give up a lot of points to the quarterback. You know, we, we did this last week when I got uh, I picked Taylor Heineke, and he just kind of bombed out. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is going to fizzle out, though. I mean, he could run the ball. 
uh, he has, you know, he has some weapons. And I realize Hulo Jones is hurt, so that's going to take away some of his effectiveness. But I like him in this one, and I, I think Ryan Tannehill will be top three this week. Number two, I got Patrick Mahomes at the Titans. He, I had him as a top one last week against the Washington football team and started off slow, and I think that held him back from being, you know, doing what he was capable of doing. But in this one, I think uh, against this really bad Titans secondary, really, really bad, just really bad, he's going to do what we thought he was going to do last week in this one. And then our number one is playing that Washington football team is Aaron Rodgers. I really like this matchup for him. I think he's just going to dominate, and uh, it's going to be the whole game. And I think the Washington football team's good enough to, uh, you know, for the Packers to kind of lay it on them for a while and and score a lot of points and uh, need those points. So we'll see how that works out. But I I really like me some Aaron Rodgers this week. I think he's the top play at quarterback uh, out of all the other options. Running back, I got Damian Harris at number three versus the Jets. Again, he had two touchdowns last week. Great game. And, uh, you know, two weeks ago he had that fumble and could have got another touchdown. We, you know, that would have been a second touchdown, but then fumbled and then hurt his ribs. And But then last week came in and did really well with a really bad matchup. So now he has a really good matchup against the Jets, and this is when he should take off, and I believe that he will. So I am going to take... Damian Harris is my number three. Number two, this is kind of cheating because it could be a wide receiver, but I'm using him as a running back. Cordero Patterson at the Dolphins. Dolphins give up a ton of yards to the running back. Just a ton. They're horrible against the running back. Cordero Patterson just gets, you know, five or six rushes, gets a lot of targets and you know at, at receiver. I like him a lot. I'm throwing him in as a number two running back overall. And then number one, I've already talked about it, Alvin Kamara at the Seahawks. Just, uh, I really like him in this one. I think uh, he'll have the top running back performance of the whole entire week. Catching the ball, running the ball, Seahawks give up both to the running back in droves. So um, I definitely was thinking about putting Kenyon Drake in here, but held off just because, again, Josh Jacobs is in the fold, so I don't think either will They'll cancel each other out, and you know neither will have a top three performance. But I was tempted. I will say that. Wide receiver, number three wide receivers, star of the week, Debo Samuel. 49ers versus the Colts. Jimmy Garoppolo is back. I think Debo Samuels is ready to have a really big game here. And uh, it's going to be fun. And it's you know the Sunday night game. So we'll, we'll see how this unfolds. But uh, you're going to be seeing a lot of Debo Samuel in this one. Number two, Devonta Adams versus Washington. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers needs someone to throw to. It's not going to be uh, anyone but Devonta Adams. And, you know, maybe Alan Lazard or Randall Cobb will get some sneaky touchdowns. But Devonta Adams is going to be the show. So I like him a lot in this one. And I wanted to put him number one, but I have Tyreek Hill at the Titans at number one. He's our number one star of the week at wide receiver. I just think uh, Mahomes is going to be targeting him quite often, going to get a lot of big plays. Titans, again, I think are just so bad in that secondary that it's going to really create a big day for Tyreek Hill in this one. Tight end, number three, I got Zach Ertz versus the Texans. I mean, Zach Ertz is playing the worst uh, tight end defense in the NFL, so he's got to 
do top three. He's got to. And him being new, I think they focus on him a little bit. Throw him a bone. I got Zach Ertz. Number two is CJ Azuma versus, or at the Ravens. And CJ Azuma's really come on since that two-touchdown game on Thursday night. And I think that continues against the Ravens, who have just been really bad at defending the tight end position. So I expect big things from CJ Azuma. Surprisingly, because, you know, candidly, I didn't think he was going to do a lot coming into the season. But Bengals are finding ways to use everybody. And then number one is Darren Waller versus the Eagles. I mean, it's Darren Waller. What more needs to be said? I, I think they'll bottle up those wide receivers, and that will leave a lot of room for Darren Waller to really thrive in this matchup. So uh, that's who I have there. And let's move on to the FanDuel lineup. Here's the segment where we win you some free money. And how do we win you free money, you say? All you do is listen to our show. We give you our FanDuel DraftKings lineup. You put it in, and you come out with some cash. We've been pretty good. I mean, we won money again last week. So going looking back on it, I, I think there was like one week where we didn't win money. So our odds are really good right now, and uh, we're going to help you win some money this week. Obviously, there's not as many games going on, so our choices were a little bit more limited. But uh, quarterback at $7,000, actually $7,900, I had Aaron Rodgers against the Washington football team. I've been building him up during this whole podcast uh, on his matchup this week. So he's my quarterback. I had to roll with him. Running back, I got Damian Harris. He's, you know, at home against the New York Jets. Jets give up a ton of points to the running back. And Damian Harris did pretty well last week against... A, a tough, you know, a tough matchup uh, on the Cowboys. So he's uh, sixty-eight hundred dollars. Like, like the cash there, and uh, helped me get a pretty solid all-around lineup. At my second running back spot, I kind of got a little daring just because of the fact he's sharing a backfield, but he's getting a lot of touchdowns and averaging man close to fourteen points a game fantasy football-wise. So I snagged up James Conner. He's playing against Houston, so I expect a lot of running in this game. Cardinals get out to a big early lead and just try to run the ball. Uh, I think that will lead to a lot of touches by Connor and some touchdowns. So he is my running back number two. Wide receiver, I have to line someone up with uh, Aaron Rodgers and have that connection going for me, so I got Devontae Adams. Now, he's expensive at $9,000, but... With the production I think he'll get in this matchup, I think he'll be one, you know, the top receiver. So, uh, well, second top receiver. So at $9,000, he was worth it to me. So I threw him in there. And then my second receiver was kind of cheating because he's a kind of a wide receiver slash running back. But it's Cordero Patterson. He's expensive too. He went to being a bargain to now he's no longer a bargain. He's at $8,000. But uh, with this matchup against the Dolphins, I liked it way too much, and I couldn't see him not producing a lot in this game. So I grabbed Cordero Patterson. My third wide receiver, I had to kind of bargain shop a little bit, but I really like this player anyways. So at $5,900, I was able to get Jalen Waddell for the Miami Dolphins against the Atlanta Falcons. And, you know... 
Tua is getting him the ball like crazy. He had like 13 targets last game. Um, he had a couple touchdowns. I think he keeps that up here, especially if Parker and uh, Preston Williams is hurt. I like Waddle just a ton in this matchup. For $5,900, that's a bargain for me. I think he'll be a real effect, uh, effective receiver. and So put him in there. At tight end, Zach Ertz. It hurts to put in Ertz, but with this matchup, it's his first game for the Cardinals, so you're not sure how that's going to go. I get it. It's kind of a risk. But, again, Houston's the worst team against the tight end. Zach Ertz is not a horrible tight end. Just uh, he has the whole tight end position to himself compared to when he was sharing it with Goddard. He'll get a lot of targets, and I'm I think the Cardinals will want to show off their new toy, and and especially with the type of matchups they're going to use them. So he's my tight end. The flex position, I went with Kenyon Drake. I was able to get him in there for fifty five hundred dollars, and I realized Josh Jacobs is there. And, potentially could take over a lot of the carries and steal the touchdowns. But Kenyon Drake, the Raiders were really angry with the way John Gruden was using him. And I talked about this during the preview of the game. I, you know, they, they used him last week. He scored two touchdowns and just was all over the place. I think they continue that. They're really going to try to highlight Kenyon Drake since they paid all that money in free agency for him. So I'm going to ride the train now while he's $5,500 and kind of cheat there, especially with the matchup against the Eagles. I, I got Kenyon Drake. And then for defense, my number, I, got, I was able to get one of the top defenses. I'm taking the Rams against the D- Detroit Lions. I think Sean McVay just knows Jared Goff really well. He knows uh, why he got rid of him and what he can't do. And the Rams' are, defense is going to really be able to limit him, cause some turnovers, really uh, shake him up and uh, put some pressure on him. And... I don't think that Jared Goff is going to be able to uh, pick apart Sean McVay, uh, especially with that Rams defense. So I don't think he's a talented enough quarterback to do that. I like this defense. I think they might score some touchdowns. So give me the Rams defense all day, and that's my pick. So there you go. FanDuel lineup. Let's win some cash. That's it. We are done. We have completed the show. So thank you for listening to the Miz, the Wiz, Montalban fantasy football show. You can follow us on Apple, Google, Spotify, all major podcast applications. We're there. Please like us, review us, comment. Uh, All impressions help us out and help the show out. So we appreciate them. And in the meantime, let's just sit back, relax, watch some good football, win our fantasy football weeks. Hopefully the team you're rooting for wins as well. And uh, we'll be right back at it on Monday to uh, talk about it. So uh, have a good weekend and cheers.